Watch like the resume is this business in the A. And I've been with this to the sister Ray ever since a 10th grade. We went from rock and race to the phase. I twist my head to the side, just for style. Author on the Gucci bucket with the fly, super fly. Wow, this left the trap and only shut it down. All it ain't so country, though, nigga. This ain't no more of power. I'm sorry to slaughter. I keep my shit good to alter and alter to satisfy my people in Georgia and cross the border. And across the border, the essays are getting smarter. They got flour for Tatikas and letters for Angelina. Since you follow, wink, wink. No doubt we don't speak in a blink. Them folks can have you sleeping in the clink. I'm shitting on niggas, ain't peeing on the seat. It's the nigga to be I G B O I O U T. Now, party people in the club, it's time to cut a rug. And throw the shits up in the sky, this mother shuts a bug. I'm double kissing, and you get me, you can grab a club. Boy, stop, I'm just playing, let me grab you up. Welcome to Life Talk 21, the show that is designed to motivate you, to inspire you, and to give you strategies to help you live in the 21st century. And we don't just want to live, but we want to be successful. And I'm your host, Eric Wortham, behavior specialist, educator, uh, speaker, uh, author, and disabled naval veteran. And I want to come to you uh, this morning, and I just want to talk about the subject, trust the process. Trust the process, because there is a process to reaching your full potential. You just are not born, and you end up reaching your full potential. There's some work that must uh, go forth, and it's a process. It's a process. You have to develop. People are, we are born with uh, gifts. We are, but those gifts have to be developed because until then there are potential. That means that it's stored ability. It sits there, but it's not doing anything until you develop it. And so trust the process. And I want to start out by saying this for young adults, teens, you know, millennials, life is different for you. It really is. Uh, and we need to understand how difficult it is. Us old heads or whatever you want to call it, uh, generation Xers and uh, baby boomers, we need to understand how tough it is for millennials and generation Z uh, to, uh, you know, to see uh, life in a different way because even though life is different, some things are still the same. Success still comes the same way. And so they grew up in a time where everything is instant. You know, uh, they don't have to wait for anything. You know, music, you have to, you can upload music within seconds. You know, we had to wait a long time, weeks, months when new stuff came out because back then it probably came out in New York first. We had to wait here in Atlanta to get it. You know, so it was time. And then too, we didn't have the money to go to the store to buy the record or the cassette player. And so they grew up in a time where everything is like right now, you can have it. Uh, I remember when I was in the uh, Navy and uh, uh, we was overseas. You know, I write my wife a letter. It'll take two weeks for her to get it. 
Then it'll take two weeks. You write a letter back, it'll take two weeks for me to get it. So you're talking about a month, you know, between responses and replies. And so we we were forced to learn all those critical skills like patience and, uh, you know, hard work because it took those things for us to uh, be able to get to where we wanted to be. But for the millennials and Generation Z, they come up in a world where you don't have to wait. And so, you know, their mindset tends to be a little bit uh, different. Again, we had to learn patience. If you had brothers and sisters like I did that were older than you, we had one phone, landline at the house, no cell phone. And <laughs> so you had to wait your turn. You know, my brother was the oldest. He was going to have first deal. My sister was next. You know, so you had to wait. And so we had to learn how to be patient. Well, our younger generations, they have cell phones. They have internet. They can get music. You can download music. I don't even buy CDs. I don't. I can't remember the last time I bought a CD uh, for music because everything is played through my song, uh, phone, Amazon. So we have to understand that they come up in a difficult time. And I said all that so that I can get you to understand, because I consider myself the millennial guru. I get them. I really do. And I really want to help them to get to where they need to be because they have a lot of ability. They have a lot of things going. All the things that we criticize them for that they don't have going, they have a lot more things going for them. They're the biggest generation. You know, they understand uh, that they want to be successful and they know what they need to do, but it's just learning those critical skills to push yourself through and understanding that it's not going to happen overnight. That Those are the things that they really need to learn. But there's a process to reaching your full potential or being the best person that you can be. Because I, I think, I don't know if we can reach our full potential, but I know we can get close. I know that when we leave this earth, we should be uh, to the point we should be so exhausted that we've tried to get there. You know, we don't. We shouldn't have anything left. Like in basketball, I tell told my player, when you come back at the end of the game, you shouldn't have any energy. You should be dead tired. That means that you gave me everything, and that's how we have to do it in life. You have to approach it with everything, and so there's a process. Patience is the key to developing. Patience. Uh, actors, dancers, rappers, uh, entrepreneurs, lawyers, doctors, and all those situations, training is required. Development is required. You just don't start out being a doctor. There are some things that you have to learn. The best actors, they learn some things. I told the story the other day about Will Smith, an amazing story, a rapper, who spent all his money, he wanted to act, went to acting school, got an opportunity at a party with uh, Quincy Jones. Did not know he was going to be auditioning for a, a role. 
And all of a sudden at this party where Quincy Jones and his people was, you know, they had a buzz on. They was and producers and writers, they were talking about this script that they wanted to um uh they wanted to promote for different TV uh stations. And as they was talking, they say, We gotta get somebody the right person to play the lead in this role. And they looks at Will at the party and say, Hey, can you act this out? You know, but he was ready because he had been uh, practicing. But the bottom line is to do those things, you have to have training, certification or degree. You have to. We just don't um, end up doing things. So you have to develop your craft. And so you have to be working on developing your craft. That's the main thing. You have to be working on developing your craft. Because sometimes it seems as though people become successful overnight. It's not true. You have to listen to their stories. Normally, it takes years. It does. It takes years of grinding, failures, mistakes, disappointments in order for you to get to where you need to be. So what I say is you develop your strengths and make your weakness weaknesses workable. Develop your strengths and make your weaknesses workable. So the best illustration I can give, I, I hate it because I have to do basketball. That's what, what I am. I'm a basketball coach, basketball player. That's my mindset. And so the best way I can do it is Michael Jordan. When he first came into the league, awesome score. Nobody could stop him from getting to the rim. Okay, he gets, he averaged 30 some points a game. But Detroit, when he got in the playoff, he always had to come up against Detroit. So first, Detroit was physical with him. Every time he came to the basket, because they couldn't stop him from getting there, they would knock him down and be physical. So Jordan decided during the offseason that I'm going to get stronger. So he built his muscles. Okay, the next year he came in, starting the season. He was stronger, so it was and one. They couldn't stop him from getting to the basket. When the playoff came, they laid off him and make him made him shoot the jump shot. Okay, that's how Detroit kept getting him. But he realized, okay, they, they're doing something else. And so he kept developing. He worked on a jump shot. And he didn't have a Steph Curry jump shot, but he made his jump shot workable so that Detroit had to respect this jump shot. And because they couldn't stop him from getting to the basket, now they can't just let him shoot the jump shot. That's what I mean. He developed his strengths. He always worked on the fundamentals. He could jump. There are some things that he can. His hands were massive. you know. So he developed his strengths, and he made his weaknesses workable. And that's what we have to do as well. We have to be working on developing our strength. What are those gifts and talents that uh, God has automatically given you? And then those weak areas, we kind of like make ourselves workable. We have to understand those things. And then we have to invest in our growth. We have to invest. Yeah, it costs money to grow, believe it or not. Success is by no means cheap. It's not. I, you know, when I wanted to be a coach, I was a basketball player in college, high school, 
But when I started, when I decided I want to be a coach, I had to go to seminars and classes. I invested in some seminars and classes. I paid a lot of money to go to some of these coaching clinics. Some of the best. Uh, Duke's coach, Coach K, he had one I paid for. You know, uh, uh, Sam Mitchell, NBA coach, he had one I paid for in Macon down here. So you have to invest in your growth by doing the seminars, you know, by um, going and taking some classes, getting certifications, degrees if you have to, because you, you have to plan time to work on your craft. You have, that's where the discipline come in that you have to plan time to work on your craft. You can't party all the time. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you this for me now, for me, some people say it differently, but you should be working 70% on developing your craft. 70% should be working on your craft and 30% the other things. Okay. Especially when you're trying to, uh, get to that expert level. 70% of your time should be spent on developing your craft. If you're not doing that, you're not going to get there. I hear people all the time. One of the, one of the things that I hear most of the time when I'm walking through middle school hallways, high school hallways, and you ask students what they want to be when they uh, get to be an adult, I want to be an NBA player. But they don't play basketball. They don't work on their skills. You're not going to make it, man. There are people that are working on their skills that don't make it. So if you're not doing anything, you're not going to make it. You have to work on developing your craft. Yes, you have talent, but it's potential. You have ability, but it's potential. It has to be developed. And so we have to, 70% of our time have to be working on our craft. And so we have to sacrifice those party times so that we can get better. And again, and sometimes when we're developing, don't be afraid to do things for free because you get experience and credibility. That's what I did. I had my, my brother, he, uh, he always told me, Eric, you need to be paying, charging for that stuff because I was doing a lot of things free, you know, at first. And I still do things free now because I'm not where I want to be. But he was like, you got to charge for that stuff. And I say, no, man, I, because when I do it, I get that experience and I gain credibility. That's what has happened. And so now people call me because I did those things for free. So don't get out there and think, that you're going to be able to charge people initially. They need to know who you are. So you have to develop your craft by sometimes taking things, doing things for free. And then lastly, you have to learn how to persevere when things get tough. You have to keep going. So many people stop because of the lack of resources. Okay. But you have to do what you can do. Even if you have a lack of resources, you have to find a way to do something because you can always do something. I, I had to, I did a lot of events to, when I wrote my first book, I did a lot of events. Now, some of them are free though. And so I was looking, it's a lot of work. 
because you find the ones that are free are the ones that are really dirt cheap. And you go to those. I don't care if they're huge or not. It can be a little small one, but if it's in the right place. I did some at clubs, and I'm writing a book about uh, over, overcoming addiction, and I'm at a club. <laughs> you know, I set up out there, but believe it or not, I sold more books there than I did um, anywhere. So you have to learn how to persevere, even when you lack things, you know, when you lack support. You know, uh, you got to believe in who God made you and know that if you give effort, he will strengthen. Okay. You got to believe in what you're doing. You have to, because if you don't, you will get discouraged. You have to believe in what you're doing and understand that God made me. He gave me this gift. And if I put forth the effort, he will give me strength. Okay, not seeing, if you're not even seeing the success that you desire, you learn how to celebrate the nuggets that you get, the nuggets of success. You celebrate those. For example, like Tyler Perry, first time he did his play, not a whole lot of people showed up. So say if six people show up the first time, then you keep doing it because you persevere. You say you're disappointed, but you keep doing it. You find ways to, you know, uh, keep making it better. Next year, 12 people come. So you celebrate that. It's not where you want to be, but you celebrate those nuggets. And I believe that when you're grinding, God will give you those nuggets. I really do believe that. And so, that's what you got to do. Uh, me and my brother was talking all the day about working on our yard, man. It took me about four years. Well, I'm still working on it, but it took me four years to get to where I really, really, you know, my yard. When we first moved here, it was nothing but dirt. And all the green that you saw was weed. <laughs> so I started working myself. On myself, my neighbors, they got people, you know, Scots and people like that to come do their yard. I do it myself. But, you know, I was working and working and working and not really seeing uh, the benefits that I wanted. But again, I celebrated the nuggets because each year I saw less weed. I saw less weed, more grass. Each year wasn't where I wanted it, but it, I saw less weed, more grass. Each year, I would grind, do what I need to do, put that weed and feed out there, put that uh, emerging out there to uh, prevent that um, crab grass. I, I, start, I would aerate, put holes in the ground in the fall, then put some seed in there. And four years later, man, it started looking really good. And I'm still getting it to where there's no weed at all. But you can't tell it, though. I can tell it because I'm walking around in the grass. You can't tell that there's a little bit of weed. So it takes that to get to where you need to be. you got to learn how to be patient with what you are doing. Because if you are not patient, you will never uh, get to where you want to be. So you got to trust the process. Trust the process, young people. If you trust the process 
and understand that it's patience. Nothing happens overnight. Success don't come overnight. It looks like it for some people, but they've been grinding for years. Trust the process and you'll get to where you want to be. I'm Eric Wortham. Be all you can be by doing all you can do. Thank you. Shut the bugs. I'm never visiting. You empty, you can grab a club. Boy, I stop. I'm just.